Wanna whisper in your ear that you're, that you're good enough I wanna change the way you see you, you're strong enough Say them not know that you got more than meets the eyes And them not see you making stride after stride We have taken the plunge into healthy faith and unhealthy faith. And there is so much to be uncovered in this. I didn't want to just race by it and ignore how powerful it is for us to understand the difference between the two. I wanted to make sure that we really dig into this, uh, give you examples, give you some, um, some guests so that you can just really hear what this looks like in people's lives. Now, I shared uh, some time ago in another episode how when I first started talking about post-traumatic church disorder and some of the trauma that can take place when we're dealing with unhealthy religion, there were so many people that had so much to say about it. It almost knocked me off my rocker. Well, I have to say it did. It knocked me off my rocker. If we're talking real self-reflection here, it definitely knocked me off of my game when it comes to talking about these things. Uh, Because one of the biggest parts of religion, a big part of faith is wanting to make sure that you make peace with everyone. That's like so important. That's like a part of, you know, what we're supposed to do as upstanding people. We're supposed to be at peace with everyone. So when I started to get some attacks from different people, people saying, you know, if you have, you know, church trauma or if you have church hurt, just deal with it, get over it. My goodness, when I started hearing that, um, it was really painful. It was painful for me because um, it was people that I felt would support me in some way and maybe not even support me close by, but just um, at least from a distance in silent support. I don't know what I expected, but they came at me. Why? Because this thing about religion, about our faith, it is so huge in our hearts But if we're not careful, the unhealthy part is is that we will use religion to control life, to be in control of ourselves, to be in control of others. And that is a real unsafe part of religion. Now, as I said before, when you have healthy faith and you raise your children in healthy faith, they can be some of the most amazing contributors to society. But when faith becomes unhealthy, my goodness, some of the most heinous things take place. Wars have been fought trying to convert people to, you know, a specific religious faith or specific religious practices. Um, the backs of many, many <laughs> nations have been just literally broken because of people feeling like this nation needs to bow to the name of Jesus, right? And so there are so many wars, so many conquests that have taken place in the name of religion, in the name of faith, in the name of Jesus that have not been very healthy for people. So how do we start to decipher between what is healthy and what is unhealthy when it comes to religion? Now, Oh, this is heavy for me. This is so close to my heart because 
um, as you know, for many years, I pastored for many, many years of my life. I grew my children up, you know, socialized my children, trained my children to be yes men for Jesus, right? To be yes men for the religious traditions um, that I practiced. And as I continued on in my own journey of faith, I started to realize that some of the practices that I was a part of, some of the things that I perpetuated as a pastor, here it goes, they were cultish. <laughs> a lot of those things were extremely cultish. Anytime um, religious practices are done because of fear of abandonment, fear of um, not being accepted, fear of being thrown out of a space of belonging. Anytime fear is introduced, do this or else we know that we are dealing with unhealthy religion. Now we have sat in spaces where someone has preached doomsday and it literally unnerves us. Sometimes we feel nausea in those types of settings. And I just want to take my time with this. So you're going you're gonna to have to bear with this, this religious thing <laughs> with me because I want to take my time because this is so huge for us. This has been so huge for us. We sit in congregations listening to messages that literally make us feel nauseated. Or you may have sat in a space. I remember sitting in a space and someone was talking about the judgment of God on sin and, and how God was cracking down on certain things. And, and as I sat there, not even a part of what they were saying, not even guilty of what was being said, but I literally sat there and started having a panic attack. You know that you are sitting in an unhealthy space when someone is speaking and your body starts to react in a way that it is just, it's just wigging out. You are dealing with some serious panic, serious anxiety. Listen, healthy religion should not bring anxiety. You know that you are in an unhealthy space or you are in um, a space where uh, you're being triggered. <laughs> you know, wait, something is unhealthy here, whether it is something that's being said or is something that has traumatized me in the past and is being triggered because of the tone of something that's being said, that, then you know, like there is some unhealthy religion somewhere that has to be dealt with. It has to be healed. And until you heal, you need to be careful of being in those spaces. And we'll get into that more as we go. Like, like what's my proximity to this stuff? Should I just keep going to, uh, a, and sitting in a congregation, keep going to a spiritual community or family where I feel uncomfortable, where I feel consistently triggered. Now, going into spaces that re-traumatize you over and over again, it's not a good idea. But we are looking at the signifiers here, like, like where, where am I supposed to pay attention, right? And a signifier of unhealthy religion presently or in the past, right, is the fear 
that comes along with it. I am fearful. I'm fearful of never finding or fulfilling purpose. Now, that right there is a real subtle one. It's a real subtle one. I am fearful of never finding or fulfilling purpose. I am here in a congregation where I am being taught that what I do in this space is for God. And the stuff that I do outside of this space is secular and it's not for God. So when I am outside of this religious setting, all of that stuff is secular, it's not for God. And so outside of the church setting, I feel like I'm not fulfilling purpose. I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm not hitting the target. I'm not, I don't know what my purpose is. I never know what my purpose is because outside of my religious setting or my church setting, it, it has been, um, preached to me that those two things are separate, that I'm living separate lives. What I do in the church is sacred, but what I do outside of the church is separate. It's a separate life and it is not sacred. So I cannot fulfill purpose outside of church. So I am only, literally, I'm going to say this on purpose, doomed to try to find purpose in these four walls of a church And I am doomed to only find it one day of the week or, you know, two days of the week that I'm there, or I'm trying to force myself to be there more days of the week because that's the only space where I can fulfill purpose. That's unhealthy for us. It's unhealthy. Listen, if you are living the sacred life, if you are living a life of faith, a life that is righteous, inside of the four walls of the church or outside, guess what? Your life is sacred. It is unhealthy to believe otherwise or to think otherwise. And so all of who you are is filled with purpose. All of who you are is is fulfilling purpose. If you are fulfilling who you are in the earth, whether you are in a Sunday school classroom doing it, or whether you are in a public school classroom teaching children in that space and you're a teacher and that's a part of your identity, you're fulfilling purpose. Worship doesn't just have to happen inside of the four walls of the church. And if you have been told that, if you have been made, uh, uh, you've been made to feel guilty, <laughs> if you're not doing it in that space, I'm so sorry, but that is unhealthy religion. That's unhealthy faith. I just want you to think about that for a moment. Just take a deep breath. Hold it for just a moment. (laughs) Take it in, breathe it in, and breathe it out. The fear of never finding or fulfilling purpose. When fear is introduced to your heart, that is traumatizing. To traumatize you by saying that if you don't do things a specific way in a specific space, when I tell you that, I am traumatizing you. Yeah, 
If I tell you that if you don't do things in a specific way, in a specific space, God is going to leave you. The Holy Spirit won't be with you in that crack house. I am traumatizing you. I'm using fear tactics to traumatize you. And when I use fear tactics to traumatize you, that is unhealthy faith. And unfortunately, although we have uh, looked at it as though God is that way, he's just going to walk away. That is completely against what scripture says. In scripture, God says, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. So whether you are in the crack house, the trap house, whether you are in the strip house, wherever you are, I'm going to be right there with you while you're on that pole. You know why? Because God is not fearful of who we are. He's not fearful of our identities. He is not fearful of what we do. He's not running away just because you cussed your spouse out that day. (laughs) He's not running away. Now, maybe you don't have the feelings uh, uh, that come along with the organ playing and the choir singing. You're never going to have those feelings at home, right? But just because you don't have that feeling that you have when you're standing there in church and everyone around you is on an emotional high worshiping, just because you don't have that feeling, it does not mean that God is not with you, right? So fear tactics, abandonment, you know, uh, uh, threatening you with God's abandonment, all of that is unhealthy faith. And they interfere with your development. They interfere with the development of children. And they also interfere with the development of adults. And so human development can be hindered by unhealthy faith. It can be furthered by healthy faith, but it can be hindered by unhealthy faith. So I want you to just, I really want you to just take some time. I want you to let that soak in. I dropped a huge bomb on you right there. And like, we just came out running like, and it's so important that we talk about these things. So like, get ready because the next episode I'm coming out running as well. Why? Because we have to tackle these things so we can live happily so we can enjoy so that we can have and enjoy life abundantly we've got to tackle these things that have been interfering with our abundant living with our peaceful living the things that come to disturb your peace they are not healthy for you understand that And so I want to give you these indicators of unhealthy faith so that we can know what healthy religion or healthy faith looks like. But we have been dabbling so much in unhealthy faith that it has become so normal for us. So I am here to disrupt the norm. And if you have been dealing with this fearfulness, the fear of never finding your purpose, never fulfilling your purpose, the fear that, that you don't have enough faith. Ooh, that's another one. The fear that if I go to the doctor and I get these pills, that means that I don't have enough faith and God is not going to heal me. Oh, this thing goes super deep my friends. It goes super deep, right? The fear that if I don't do things exactly the way, if I don't 
follow through in the big word, obedience, then I am never going to have (laughs) financial abundance because I was not obedient. And as soon as something in our lives goes wrong, immediately we are looking for spaces where we were not super obedient or where we were not praying for four hours that morning or that I got to go back and start praying four hours every morning that no, like it doesn't mean that God has left you behind. It doesn't mean that your life is not empowered just because you haven't fulfilled the rituals, but we have been trained to believe that we should be fearful of this angry God who will not perform for us if we do not perform and do our dance for him. I want you to start to take inventory of the fears that you have been experiencing as a result of some of the unhealthy faith tactics that have been uh, uh, sent in your direction. Think about it. What are some of the things that I have been fearing? Where is it? You, you've got to kind of search your heart. There are open doors. You have opened the door to the devil in your generation now. And now your children are going to have to deal with what you did not deal with. And so we start to fear that Satan has a hold on our lives Rather than, you know, I need to start changing the the mindset of my family line, we start to go into the spirit and try to deal with these things spiritually when really it's just a mental thing that we have allowed to pass on to our children. And so we become heavy dealers in spiritual things and we neglect, (laughs) we neglect that we're just liars And we exaggerate the truth so much. And now our children are doing the same thing. And it's just something that needs to be dealt with. So we neglect so much in our our everyday lives because we are trying so hard to make sure that the spiritual realm is taken care of. And we're missing out on fulfilling purpose. We're missing out because we're so fearful when... Healthy religion, healthy faith should bring us peace. It should bring us harmony with the world, with each other. But instead, fear has been gripping our hearts. Anxiety has been gripping our hearts. And because we have fear, because we have anxiety, now we feel like we're faithless. Oh my God, I want you to get into a session right away so we can start peeling back the layers of some of this stuff, peeling back the layers of fear that have have been placed in our hearts. This is your time to heal. You can go to iqueenup.com and check on work with LaShawn and let's start your healing journey today. I am looking forward to talking with you more about this. Listen, the next episode is coming and we are coming in hot. We'll talk next time. But you don't need anybody's validation. You got your own.